this week we explore the consequences of trying to stop the rain and weathering with you. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. And you're listening to episode 123 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. I, if I wasn't afraid of YouTube copyrighting it, um, I should have put that song "You Can't Stop the Rain" on here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were gonna shut that all the way down. Yes. All right, so we're back, Matt. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Feeling real good. How are you doing? I'm not bad. I feel a little lighter. I don't know why, but you know, I have some. I have some ideas. Hmm. Maybe we can explore that offline. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, oh, actually, I do want to talk about something before we get into our topics. Um, so time of recording, this was the first week of school. And I saw that you posted a photo of your son on the first day of school. So my first question is, did he look like that when he came home? Because you know those pictures where like the parents like do up the kids' <laughs> hair, had it's the nice cleanest little clothes, and they come home looking like they got into a fight. Well, as a kid when he was younger, elementary school days, yeah. But now he's in middle school, so nah. Only thing is like his shoes be dirty. You know, we fresh pair of Stop shoes. Man. Yeah, but besides that, he came back uh the same. Um. He got his class, had to get his classes changed. Um, but besides that, yeah, he really enjoyed it. We he met the teachers, everything, everybody sees real cool. So he excited. So I'm excited too. Good. What what grade you say he's going to? Seventh. Okay, look at him getting older. The older he gets, the older you get, man. I know my back be hurting just thinking about that. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> but all right, man. Uh, what is grazing? Grazing, I did not know what this was until the other day. So grazing is when you're in a grocery store, convenience store, and you are eating the food before you purchase it. I've seen people do that, but I've I've never known it had a name. Yes. So there was this whole discussion about this on on Twitter. I still call it Twitter. I'm old. Um about if this is right or wrong, if this is illegal or not illegal, and things like that. So, before I get into the details, Chad, what is your thoughts, feelings about people doing this? So, I don't... See, that's the thing. If you don't pay for it, then yes, I think it's illegal. But if you but if you go up in there, grab a box of cookies, eat, eat the box of cookies, you know, do some browsing and then go to the checkout and have them ring out an empty box of cookies. Sure. It's not really the system that's in place, but sure. But if you go in there, eat a box of cookies and then hide that empty box in um, the, the frozen food um, uh, refrigerator, then yeah, that's bad form. I always, speaking of that, I always think of, I see the picture where, it was a half eat rotisserie chicken in like the tire <laughs> the tire section of Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know how Walmart gets now. But we're gonna assume this is all on the up and up where you're gonna eat it and you're going to pay for it. It is it's not bad. It's just 
uncommon. It's not it's not the system that we have in place. Just like how, yes, we'll sometimes go to rest. Well, most restaurants, you go and sit down and you eat and then you pay. But then there's restaurants where you go in, you pay and then you eat. Okay, so now that was brought up in this thread to where when you're in a Walmart or something, nobody told you you could eat this food. Nobody told you you couldn't. But then when you go to a restaurant and you sit down, that is the that is a restaurant acknowledging you can sit down and eat this food and pay later. Nobody nobody initiated for you to come in here and eat this food and pay later. Right. Um, my thoughts on it. No, I don't do this. Um, I am. I don't know if it's because. Um, I just think that it's not that serious unless you like a diabetic or something like that. And you need to eat something right now. To me, it's not that serious for me to pop up, open some chips. Now, the only caveat I can say, like, for example, say if you have like a screaming kid or something like that, and you want to give them some candy or something, sure. But you walking around just eating stuff because you're hungry, that's, to me, that feels like some privilege type stuff that you couldn't wait till you pay for this. So then somebody else brought up that they are, they were or are a cashier, and it was like they don't want to be handling basically your garbage to scan yeah. your garbage to because you do that. And the other side was some people was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just give me the box. I can do it or whatever. I see both sides of it. I would never do this because me, I am not paranoid, but I wouldn't want to be caught somewhere in a store eating something I did not pay for because I can see how that would turn out. Well, yeah, it's because you're black. Right. Uh, no, like I'm with you. But like also on the flip side, like I said, there's nothing that says you cannot eat this food before you pay for it in a store. It's just like, it's just something we've all, uh, it's un, it's an unspoken agreement that we won't do it, but we've not, we've not really said we shouldn't. And I went through the, I went through a lot of stuff to look for this. Yes, there is no law against this. And most stores do not have a policy that says you can't. Now, with that being said, there is some stores that do have a policy you cannot do this. Apparently, there's a store in Texas called HEB or HEB. I don't know. It's HEB. Okay. They do have a policy at that store that you cannot do that. I mean, that feels anti-homeless, but um, yes. So I guess it all depends. So um, next time you're out in the store and you see somebody walking around with some chips, just moo at them because they're grazing. <laughs> um, I will not moo at a person, but I hear you. So, Chab, just like me, Roku is showing our age. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this week's movie, uh, was on H. Oh, sorry, I was about to say HBO. Uh, it's on Max, the place to find HBO. Um, and so, like, I, you know, my main streaming device is my Roku. And I've had it for maybe four or five years now. So I'm mm-hmm. clicking around in, in, in the uh, the Max app, and it's just like I hit down, and it's just like a bit of a delay before it goes down. And then I went to the search function to search for the movie we're going to review. 
and it's like, okay, um, you want to go to U, which is at the bottom. How about when you hit down, I just keep moving down like seven buttons, even though you pushed it one time. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I switched to my Apple TV and it's just smooth as butter. And I'm like, I don't like this. You're right. I don't, I yeah. Don't like this Apple, Apple TV, real quick, be like that. Uh, as soon as you get to search, you want to speak into it. Hey, right. don't mind if I do. <laughs> right. But uh, while I was on Max, I checked out the first two episodes of a reality show called Survive the Raft. Um, I kept sending uh, Matt, Rachel, and Fran in our group chat clips from it. Uh, essentially, um, the show, the premise of the show is um, they're reenacting an experiment from the early 70s, I believe where several people from different walks of life, like different races, different um, orientations, different um, sex are on this raft and um, they're trying to coexist. But since this is also a TV game show, they're, um, they have to do like games, kind of like a Survivor type situation. Like if you've ever seen Survivor, like games kind of like that. Mm -hmm. um to like earn money for the for the pot you know that they're gonna split at the end and so like my whole thing is like it's like ridiculous like the first clip that i sent them was um the initial interview it was a black guy that was in the navy and i'm like okay okay make i'm with you so far and uh he had a white wife and i'm like okay some of this is starting to make sense because he's also jewish i was like okay okay i'm with you all right i'm with you I, I can i can see where we're going here and then he's like i'm conservative i'm like oh, huh and then oh oh his kids didn't look like his kids no not at and all. and then <laughs> and then lastly he's like i'm also a um um what is the word rachel's gonna be mad at me when you're over the uh the synagogue um uh, rabbi he's also a rabbi and i'm like there's a lot of things happening here with your story, <laughs> sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then like there was another one where there's a vegan on the ship, and she started crying because like they were fishing and they got food, like they they got fish, and they were like, "Oh man, we're gonna eat some fish tonight," and she just started crying. I'm like, <laughs> "You knew you was gonna be on a on a raft, <laughs> right?" I'm like, "This show is gonna make me a Republican. Like, like I can't stand this." <laughs> like there's like the the one black girl on the raft. She has all these tensions with everybody because like she is being her authentic self. And I'm like, girl, you know you can't do that. You know they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And it's like every time they try to talk to her, she's coming at them with the full force of a black woman. And I'm like, <laughs> as a black man, I hear you and I understand, but these white people do not, baby. Like you gotta, <laughs> you can't do this. Right. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to uh code switch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like she's not going to make it too far into the game. Like I've only seen the first two episodes. And <laughs> the first person they got rid of was the Middle Eastern lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that that's okay. Then she's probably next then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Like it's the only thing is like the show is just really draining because it's like <sighs> I like these re I like reality type shows. Like I like Survivor. Survivor is probably like one of the best reality shows on TV. But they're adding these like 
these hot button issues and it's just like we're beating a dead horse because like nobody's gonna move on this and so like i feel like in traditional reality shows when any of that stuff came up they cut it yes i get you you don't want to alienate a certain audience but it's also it's like nobody's gonna hear what the other person's saying so like that's not interesting right right so yeah um but you caught a sequel to a movie you thoroughly enjoyed huh matt yeah shout out to young rachel out there who reminded me that uh vacation france 2 dropped now if y'all don't remember i loved let me repeat that i love the the original vacation france i thought it was hilarious entertaining everything with that now let's get to vacation france 2 I was disappointed. Okay, um, so before you go into this, I haven't seen it, but like my thing is like you know that phenomenon. I don't ask me to do provide examples where like you'll see a trailer for a movie and you're like, this looks fucking stupid. I why did they even make this? And you see the movie and it surprises you and you're like, this was so good. Like why was that trailer so bad and then they're like we're making a sequel and you're like i can't wait and the sequel is what you thought the movie is going to be mm-hmm. yeah not kind of like the, it's like i get why they did it excuse me vacation friends was phenomenal i loved everything about it so of course let's continue let's continue this train rolling they have all the main characters are back and we're just going to add in a new wrinkle and we're going to go where the first Vacation France, I legit laughed out loud oh, multiple times throughout that one. This one, it was entertaining. It was good for what it was, but it, it's not topping Vacation France. Like, I might have gave Vacation France a letterbox of four or five. With this one, I'm giving it about a three. Uh, it's not boring or anything, but it's... The first one was so good, so I was looking for this to be so good too, but it just it missed the mark. But um, I still want to give a shout can, out to everybody out there. Can you elaborate what the issues were? Okay, so vacation friends were two a couple goes on goes on vacation, meets another couple who's eccentric, loud, brazing, blah blah blah, antics happen. So now at the end, you know, they remain friends. So then now they're going back on vacation because John Cena uh, and Meredith Hagner, Ronnie and Kylie, Kylie, they going to celebrate their honeymoon. So they go on vacation with them. And wait, wait. Like, so the black couple is going to celebrate that this going on their honeymoon. OK, so no, the white couple, John Cena's couple, they are celebrating their honeymoon. Like their wedding anniversary or are they just getting married? I mean, I'm. Um, their wedding anniversary. Sorry, excuse me. Their wedding anniversary. They're selling their wedding anniversary uh, now because they got married in the first one. So then now um, antics happen to where like um, a parent comes back that was in prison um, in different hijinks. But it just to me, it wasn't as funny as the first one. Okay. But I'm going to transition real quick. So you won't be upset if you watch Vacation Friends 2, but I'm just saying it doesn't live up to the hype of the first one. In this movie, do you know Ronnie Chang? 
Decker. Yeah, he's been he's been in a lot of stuff this summer. Like he was in um so, Joyride. He was in um that one that I saw a couple of weeks ago that reminded me of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that one. So I he Ronnie Chang was in Vacation Friends too. So right after Vacation Friends 2, I watched Joyride. And he's in this too. So get your money, Ronnie Chang. Yeah, so, get all of it. So I watched Joyride, and I know you've already did your review on it. Before, when um you watched it and you told me about it, you said that it has a lot of sex talk in this. And mm. I was like, okay, as I'm watching this, what did I text you? Um, <clears throat> they horny or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we we text too much for me to actually reference the uh, hold up. Oh, uh, why? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, this movie has a lot of sex talk. Did they show yeah. old girls booty? Yeah. <laughs> so I was. So yes, this is um, it's a lot of sex talk. N- not in a bad way. It's basically for the people who don't remember, you have two childhood friends, both of Asian descent. Um, one's a lawyer, one's an artist. The um the lawyer is sent to China to close the deal. And while they're there, they decide to find her birth parent. She was adopted. Um and all of Problems, scenarios, hijinks, and sure, these Asian Pacific movies. Um, yeah. And also, like, it's introducing new characters to us, or not new characters, new actors and actresses to us that we didn't know. Um, but I enjoyed this movie. Shout out Ashley Park, Sherry Cola. Mm-hmm. Sherry, I, something about Sherry Cola makes me. Um, she reminds me of Sandra O. Oh. Like something about her personality, I want to be friends with her. I yeah. think that she like hanging out with her will be a great time. Not on like some sexual stuff, but like she's like her personality seems great. She'll be funny. Like she just has something like I want to hang out with her. Yeah. Okay. So the movie I was trying to remember is called Shortcomings, and she's in that also. And like same energy. It's like yes, I want you as my friend in real life. Apparently she was in Turning Red. She played somebody named Helen, but it's been too long since we've seen that, so I don't know who Helen is. Helen is her the the main girl's friend, Why one of her friends. That? Why do you remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some 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 things sticks in my mind. Other things are get left behind. Well, she was she was the friend in um, Turning Red. And also, I know we gave her a lot of love on everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, my goodness, yes. But Stephanie... Shoe. Shoe. Mm-hmm. Great in this one. And that's when uh, I sent you that test message. I was like, they showing booty in here? Because they there's a scene in here where they're trying... They lose their passports, and they have to fly to Korea. Korea. And um, they... Uh, pretend to be pop stars and they sing a Cardi B song and one of the characters steps on her dress and then they show her her booty and another lady part in this movie and that's what I was like <laughs> oh I, I like, forgot about that <laughs> yeah the the, 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 tat, the tattoo <laughs> yeah. 
So I was like, oh, they out here showing booty in this movie? But yeah, overall, yeah, not for the kids at all. Uh, nope. but, <laughs> but for the grown folks, it's good. I recommend this. So yeah, if you have a late night with um whoever you with, check Give Joy Ride a Try. It's good. You'll laugh yeah. out loud. Um, speaking of late night movies, I caught Blue Beetle, um, the latest DC movie. Wait, before um, you get started, uh, how many people were in the theater? It was packed, man. So the so the so you saying the social media is lying to me that people aren't going out seeing this movie? Well, I say this: <clears throat> I went to an IMAX screening, so like mm. I feel like IMAX screening is always going to have a good crowd of people because they want to see it on the biggest and baddest screen. Now, if I went to like the theater down the street from me which is just a regular old screen I feel like it would have been just a handful of people okay um so yeah brief synopsis uh you know we're, we're just we're gonna get the the clipboard out um uh a hero a ordinary guy gets um go gets into like a weird situation where he's thrust upon and gets like a um gets something that changes his life that gives him powers he gets the the mystical scarab that bonds with him and basically he has like an iron man suit from it essentially Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's a lot of like we're just gonna do superhero um we're just gonna hit all the beats of a, a standard superhero movie but since the character is Mexican, we're going to throw some Mexican stuff in here. Like um, we're going to throw some Spanish in here or we're going to throw like uh, just some things that Mexican people would recognize from their day to day life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's like so we've got the trope of like, you know, we oh, man, we need to save our house because, you know, they're gonna foreclose on us. Well, that they're gonna they don't actually don't own the house, they're gonna get kicked out. Uh oh man, the 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 villain is basically the hero, but a different color. So like blue beetle is blue, the bad guy's suit is red, <laughs> that kind of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hero is essentially a pacifist. So like he so like in the middle of the movie, the hero is attacked by the bad guy and he whips his ass and then the suit's like all right and now let's kill him and he's like no suit i don't want to kill him that's wrong and what happens dude gets up and beats him within an inch of his life and i'm like my my dude but then also when we're fighting minions we're like just the 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 restraints are off like he's essentially murdering the minions but the main uh-huh. bad guy, no, we can't do that. No, <laughs> that's where he draws the line. Right. <laughs> but no, it was a lot of fun. It was very funny. Um, the lead is uh somebody from that move that TV show, um, uh Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I've never seen it. That's but, um, that's the guy from yeah, Cobra Kai. The the the, oh, the Latino boy. Yeah. Yeah. He looked a lot taller now, but also I, I fell off Cobra Cop the second season, so that was a long time ago. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, good um, for him. Get that money, my boy. Right. Um, but how was a late night show? George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> he was funny. I didn't have to think about it. 
He was the the um the uh the paranoid uncle. But the only thing is, like out of nowhere, he's like a tech genius. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is he is he like the comedy relief in the movie? Yes, yes, he okay. is. Okay. Okay. Uh, did they have a um uh, after credit spoilers or after credit scenes? Yeah, but honestly, they weren't that good. You can like if you actually see the movie, you you good as soon as the movie properly ends. Mm-hmm. Because like one, the first one is set up like a potential sequel, but we know that there won't be a sequel. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying because of the box office, but because of where DC is as a company right now. Right, right. And then the other one was just like an end joke, a joke based of something that happened in the movie. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Like I saw some stuff before the movie came out that Ben Affleck's Batman was in it. And I don't doubt at one point he probably did film a scene for it, but it makes no sense to show that if this universe is dead. Right, right. Yeah. So um, I also caught a little bit of TV because you know how I feel about TV shows, man. You love uh, them. More of them. <laughs> you know, it. why would we waste time making a story for two hours when we can stretch it out to six to ten hours. (laughs) Sprinkle in those little details. Those side missions. (laughs) Yeah, so I saw the first two episodes of Ahsoka, the latest Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. Essentially, this is a direct sequel to the animated show Rebels, which I did not watch. But um, the story is pretty much uh, Soka. She's hunting uh, a imperial officer named Thrawn. Real quick, who is she? So Ahsoka is a character that they made up in the first animated show, The Clone Wars, where they gave Anakin a student, or he's called a Padawan. They're called Padawans, but they gave him a student. But in no movies was this ever referenced. So like okay. they were just like oh yeah because like the show the shows was like we're just making shit up as we go and then it became like no this is actually a thing once Disney took over okay so um she's a character that was throughout all of of um Clone Wars and as as typical with the internet they hated her because they were calling her Mary Sue and she was a girl and all this stuff. And now that um, the new female character, Ray from the new Star Wars movies is out, they're like, why can't she be more like Ahsoka? We love Ahsoka, but like, no, you're the same people that are saying uh, Ahsoka sucks. So pick mm-hmm. a lane, bro. Pick a lane. Right. But um, OK, so she was in all of Clone Wars and then um, she came in later in um, the, the Rebels TV show. Mm-hmm. So she's a fan. She's a fan favorite. Um and who knows what happened? Well, I, I do know what happened to her. Like, why she didn't appear in, like, the proper Star Wars movies. They did something with her character that basically took her off the board for however long that took took place. Okay. Um. So, anyway, she's searching for uh, an Imperial officer who... <clears throat> this, <movie's> takes, <clears throat> this movie takes place after Return of the Jedi, but before The Force Awakens. So, she's searching for an Imperial officer that could essentially reignite the war and bring the Empire back. And so, she's, like, going along, trying to, you know, get the band back together somewhat. And on paper, this story's interesting because, like, there's bad guys... That are trying to find this 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 imperial leader too, but to help him, 
And so like you've got like um two new Jedi characters and like the the dude, you know, he's already getting thirsted on. He's like an older guy who actually died in real life before the show even premiered. And then he's got a, a an apprentice who's like an evil hot Polish woman. So it's like, you know, a lot of stuff happening there. Um so on paper, the story is interesting. Like I want to see where this goes. But what I don't like, and I feel like this on all Star Wars shows, except Andor, is that the world feels empty. Like there's a scene where somebody's driving down a highway and like they're the only car on the highway. They're the only like vehicle on the highway. And this is like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a major city or like that when they're in space, they're flying. And it's like the only thing you see is the planet they're about to land on. There's no moons. There's no stars. And like uh, in the second episode, they're fighting at a shipping yard. And like part of the fight is like uh, two ships with like the bad guys are trying to leave the planet and the good guys are chasing them and their ship. And man, you, this is a shipping yard. And these are the only two ships in the air like that. You should be ducking and weaving between like other ships trying to come in and either pick up supplies or leave with supplies. Like a James Bond movie. <laughs> right. And so like, it just feels like, you know, this is, it's an effects heavy show cause it's star Wars. And like, they're like, well, we can't really populate this whole thing because that's going to cost too much money. And so like, that's what I don't really like about the show. It's a, it just feels too empty. And it, as a result of it feeling empty, it feels cheap, even though I'm sure this show costs a lot of money. How many episodes is there going to be? Do you know? I want to say six, but that might be me lying to you. Um, eight. 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 Okay. So we'll see where it goes. Do you think how some people feel Marvel TV shows has hurt the franchise? Do you feel Star Wars TV shows have hurt or helped the franchise? Um, I feel like Baby Yoda did a lot of good for the franchise. But then you've got stuff like um, Book of Boba Fett, which people unanimously uh, just like all collectively hate. And then you've got like the last except season. for me. You liked it? Also, you know, I don't I'm not a Star Wars person and I never I've seen well, the other TV shows. I like Boba Fett though. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And then you've got stuff like the last season of The Mandalorian, where it's very clear they didn't actually want to do that season. Like, um, if you remember that one woman, she got fired. Cause she was posting that um that crazy shit on on Twitter, mm-hmm. and so she was supposed to have her own TV show, and I think basically the plot of season three of The Mandalorian would have been her TV show, where most of season three wasn't even following The Mandalorian. They were doing stuff on Coruscant, which is like the uh, the capital planet, mm-hmm. and so like you barely saw The Mandalorian in his own show that third season and it's like people didn't like it because it's like if this show's called the mandalorian i want to see the mandalorian i don't want to see these other people doing stuff which was interesting but that's not what we came here for right right okay i feel like i feel like that's what's hurting the show more like at least they aren't like dumping con like product after product after product like the mcu like it's clearly a smaller team working on the star wars stuff 
Mm-hmm. Andor bumped it up a lot. Andor's probably the best Star Wars property we've gotten since the original movies. Mm-hmm. Because um, do you know what the volume screen is? Mm-mm. No. So, you know, CGI, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, you're standing in front of the, uh, sorry, green screen, uh, where you're standing in front of the screen and whatever, whatever. And you have to pretend like you're wherever you are. The volume is kind of like, um, you know, like in the X-Men movie, Cerebro, where it's that dome. Mm-hmm. It's basically that. So you're working in like a dome room and like it will project whatever it's supposed to be. Oh, and okay. You can actually see it and interact with it, but it's limiting because it's like it's not like you have you're in a a real space. So it's like it looks like you're in like this grand palace, but you're not. And so mm-hmm. like there's still limitations on what you can physically do with it, as opposed to Andor, where they actually went to places and filmed on locations, like they they got yeah. a town. Or they built a town, like whatever the situation may call for. So it's like stuff like that, where it's like it's people that they're cheaper. It's not cheap because it's not this is so expensive, but it's cheaper than actually going physically to places. And so it's like if we're not actually going to sets as an audience member that watches stuff, and I'm not even talking like me who's seen a lot of shit. I'm just saying like audience members don't like that. Like Mm -hmm. we, it doesn't it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't look natural. So that's what's also pulling this stuff down. And Ahsoka was filmed on the volume as well. Mm. Okay. So I guess not saying something that you already know is coming out, but as a Star Wars fan, if you had the book and you was in charge and you was going to make a TV show of something, what would be the main character? Well, that's the thing, too. I, yeah, people love Jedi. We love seeing magic and lightsabers and stuff. But that's the problem, though, because they can't move like one would think that they should move. Like the choreograph, the fight choreography is terrible in this show. I said it. I've not seen the few reviews I've seen have not mentioned it, but it was stiff. Even like mm-hmm. with like Rosario Dawson, because it's like that shit's got to be quick, quick, quick. You're a Jedi. You've got lightning flash reflex reflexes, mm-hmm. and it's just like people reflexes, but a little slower and clunkier. <laughs> people reflexes. <laughs> so like, if I were to make a Star Wars show, it would not be like it wouldn't be like a Jedi. Like maybe we follow like a smuggler or something mm-hmm. to where you know there'd be some gunfights. And you know, there'd be action that way, but not like lightsaber stuff. Or how somebody joined the uh Oh, uh, it would be so cool to watch somebody join the Empire. That's what I was like, thinking. Um, what's the they white guy? actually want to? Um Han Solo? No, the the people who work for Darth Vader, white. Stormtroopers. Oh, Stormtroopers, okay. Like like somebody going through Stormtrooper Academy or whatever. That would be an interesting show. Yeah, okay. Something different than what we've what we've been getting. Yeah, but also Star Wars fans don't want anything different. They don't they don't want a different kind of story. They don't want anybody that don't look white. They don't want anybody that don't look like a man. Mm, 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 mm. It's it's funny that that's what they don't want, but it's funny it's like 
you the whole point of not the whole point but the whole premise of star wars is you're in a vast universe with different beings and different planets but mm -hmm. apparently the fans only want one thing yeah yeah right all right matt you ready to uh to bring this home mm -hmm. we need to hurry up but it looks kind of rainy outside all right <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that first. <laughs> you, okay. As long as you got it eventually, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, this week we discuss weathering with you. A special heavy rain advisory has just been issued in the Tokyo area. Would you like the rain to stop? What do you mean by? It's going to clear up. Set during a period of exceptionally rainy weather, high school boy Hodaiko runs away from his troubled rural home to Tokyo and befriends an orphan girl who can manipulate the weather. I mean, I guess technically she's an orphan. She has a house. What is this description? Right. And I, I also like how you skipped his last name. <laughs> no, I'm not going to embarrass him. I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself during trivia, but not now. Okay. <laughs> Hodaika. Oh, his name's not okay. 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 And it's Morishima. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna refer to you for all names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so overall I did like this movie. Um I've seen three of the director's movies. Uh your name, this, and Shizumi. Shizumi came out this year. Of those three, this is my least favorite of the three. Um, I feel like um, with your name, well, by the end of your name, I was like on the verge of tears. Like it was that good and emotional. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, like your name, it it wasn't a unique story where it's just like, oh, hey, um, we're body swapping and we enrich the other person's lives. Until they're like, oh, hey, um, there's actually time travel involved in this. And like, there's some other stuff happening. You're like, oh, shit. And with Shizumi, it was a monster hunting road trip movie. And I'm like, this is a really interesting premise. And with this movie, it had a, lot, it had a couple things going on. Like it had the young man, he ran away from home and he's trying to figure out like, how can I, you know, survive in the big city? And then you had the stuff with the young lady where she was the sunshine girl. And um, I thought that stuff was really good where they were going to various events, making the, the rain go away. I really liked that. And then they were like, okay, hey, um, we're not doing that anymore. This is now some cop stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, okay, just kidding. We're going to get the girl back because he's in love with her. And I'm like, he couldn't did he need to be in love with her and so yeah i mean i agree with you i enjoyed the uh when we first started animation animation is beautiful in this one mm -hmm. um but like you said um i like the different where they put the ad outs for them to do the uh, stop the rain for those times mm -hmm. and i like how they explained that how it's only for a period of time in this certain area so right. I, I like how they explained that. But then um him falling in love with her. I the part I did like was because they not foreshadowed it, 
because I think it had might have happened towards the end of it or in the middle of it when his niece was like, he's just like uh oh the yeah, her uncle, Mr. or whatever. Yeah. Um usually have the cast people put up here. Uh Mr. Mr. Sugar. Yeah, Mr. Sugar, yeah. And how, just like how he ran away from home, met a girl, fell in love with her, stuff like that, and how he's fall he's following the same path. It um it to me the gun thing felt weird to be in this. It felt movie. out of place. Right. As a country that is known for having strict gun laws to be like because like you could have done this without a gun. Yeah. He could have had um a knife. A, a, a knife or anything else like that. And it would you was you still would have got the same thing. It just felt weird that it was a gun. Also, why were there advertisements for guns? Well, that was that was a you were talking the billboard? Yeah. That was a that was a thing saying that they're having a surplus of gun um Oh trafficking. Trafficking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But then, like, they never explained where this gun came from and, like, why it was hidden, stuff like that, to where it was weird. I My impression was, like, he was in a bad part of town, so somebody mm-hmm. probably did something bad with the gun and then dumped it in the trash. That's that's That was my interpretation of that. And that's what the police kind of hinted at, but it was like there was no follow-up on that or anything else like that. So that's why I felt out of place. Like, if it would have just been a knife or something... Then yeah, you wouldn't have to explain anything. There's knives everywhere. We could have kept it moving. Yeah. But I will say, like, I was like, mm, I'm not feeling this movie for real, for real. But then when we get to the end where it shows like, no, because you quote unquote love this girl and you um basically voided her sacrifice, you destroyed Tokyo. I was like, oh shit, movie. <laughs> we came to play. <laughs> I mean, it's still the lowest rank of the three for me. And that's another thing is I like how they added that wrinkle to it, but I wish they would explore that more of how you basically his his love for her and him unsacrificing her has destroyed Tokyo. Just like yeah. the granny with the watermelon, her house was destroyed in this flood, but it was kind of like, oh, it's okay. This how it was years ago. I wish they would have like talked more Centuries about the devi- right the devastation because then you could have made it in that the love that I have for her or is it to me is more powerful than all of this other uh, all the destruction and everything, all the death and everything caused. It was still worth it to him because the love that he had for her or something like that. But they kind of just glossed over. It was like, oh, all of Tokyo is flooded and life moves on, and that was it. I have a quote for you from a um, show called Succession on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going through some stuff and um, this line really resonated with me. And it kind of touches on what you just said. Uh, the quote is, what could you possibly kill that you love so much it would make the sun rise again? Repeat that again. What could you possibly kill that you love so much, it would make the sun rise again. And mm. that's that's the whole thing. You you should have let that girl die. Right. Right. Because 
yeah, it it's not worth it. In a because yeah. thing, he is sixteen, she's fifteen. Um, pup, puppy love, puppy love don't don't really mean much. You love her right. today, but you but these millions of people, um, who died were displaced and or died. Right, because of what you what you what you perceive to be love. Right. Because even after you did all this, and then for the fact you, you went to not jail, but you was on probation, you got sent away from her anyway. Right. All right. Um uh, any final thoughts before you transition? Um once again, animation, visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. I liked it, loved it. But um, I haven't seen the what's the other one you said Suzuki Shizumi. Suzumi. It's, yeah, it's, I'll put it's quite good. Yeah. I put um, this is second under uh your name. Your name was phenomenal. Yes, yes. Once you she like Shizumi has some issues, but it's better than this. Okay. All right. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes was? Eighty percent. Ninety-two. With oh, a ninety-six wow. percent audience score, oh, wow. um, so I got some trivia dump. We don't, we aren't doing like trivia, trivia. Um, so what's the young man's name? Um, Hodaki Morishima. Uh, Hodaki's reasons for leaving the oh, island. Oh, sorry, Hod- Hodaka. The young man's reasons for leaving the island are glossed over in the movie. But the novelization directly implies he was abused by his father. That's why I assume when he had like the band-aids on his nose and stuff, and then yeah. he was like, I'm never going back. That's why I assumed. All right. And then this is kind of long, and I'm going to butcher some names. When Hodaika, Hina, and Nagi are performing the ritual for the elderly woman, her grandson is Taki from your name, the main character from your name, the boy. Uh, this can be seen from her house family name. The shop clerk whom Hodaka brought Hina's birthday gift present from is also a character from your name, uh, Mitsuya. This can be seen from her name tag. Uh, the director confirmed that these scenes take place just before the end of your name, where uh, Mitsuya and Taki meet in the stairwell. Both characters were uh, reprised by the original voice actors in the Japanese and English versions. Oh, wow. So they're in the same universe, and because of this dumbass, he probably killed them. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that That's the show. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Quick light to the point. I don't know how long this episode is, because, like, the the um the the counter for me that I'm looking at is off because like we got off track a few times not like in a mm-hmm. way where it's like oh man we can't post that because we got too saucy it's not like we literally stopped Matt got up he walked away like right. I started reading text messages on the air like nothing saucy it's just like show stuff so it's just like I don't know this is probably 45 minutes long I'm gonna guess. Maybe 30. Who knows? It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> Get to chopping like, nah, yeah. we don't need those segments. We don't need a review this week. <laughs> but all right. 
Um, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Yes, that is a thing that exists. We don't use it, but it exists at We Used to Talk Pod. Follow me at Letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Come back next week when we switch up the format and Matt hosts and also do a movie bracket episode in which Matt hosts. And if it's not good, I apologize. <laughs> like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.